Good morning and welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Merle and it's my honor to be spending these moments with you this morning as we continue with our Follow Me series. And today we're looking at John chapter 13. John chapter 13. Now this is kind of the setting of the scene is that Jesus is having supper with his disciples and it's split into three different parts this chapter. It comprises of Jesus washing the disciples' feet, then predicting that Judas will betray him, and then predicting that Peter will deny him. So it's kind of in those three sections. We're going to focus mainly on the first part of the scripture, which is the washing of the feet. And I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation, the TPT Translation. And we're just going to, it's, it's, a, it's a lengthy passage, this first passage. It's John chapter 13, verse 1 to verse 17. But I think there's so much in these verses. So I'm going to read them if you want to follow with me. I'm reading from the TPT, the Passion Translation. And then afterwards, we're going to chat about a few things that really just stood out that are symbolic and significant and how you can apply them to follow Jesus in your walk today. So let's start with John chapter 13, verse 1. Jesus knew that the night before Passover would be his last night on earth before leaving this world to return to the Father's side. All throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them. And now he longed to show them the full measure of his love. Before their evening meal had begun, the accuser had already deeply embedded betrayal into the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now Jesus was fully aware that the Father had placed all things under his control, for he had come from God and was about to go back to be with him. So he got up from the meal and took off his outer robe and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' dirty feet and dried them with his towel. But when Jesus got to Simon Peter, he objected and said, I can't let you wash my dirty feet. You're my Lord. Jesus replied, you don't understand yet the meaning of what I'm doing, but soon it will be clear to you. I just want to pause there for a second and just talk about one thing that comes out of that where Jesus says, you don't understand yet the meaning of what I'm doing and what he actually is implying with that meaning is that the sandal was used um, in the covenants of inheritance in the Hebrew culture. So every defilement would be removed from your feet, uh, the, sa the sandal removed, your feet washed, so the defilements all removed, and then you would place the sole of your feet on the new covenant inheritance. That is why the, the sandal will be removed and the feet will be washed. We think of Moses in Exodus 3 verse 5, who was told to remove his sandals as he was about to receive a new inheritance. So that is what Jesus is symbolically doing here and saying, you don't yet understand the meaning of what I'm doing, but I am removing your sandals, scraping it of every defilement, cleaning them, and gently drying them with my towel because I'm about to give you a brand new inheritance. So they don't understand yet what's happening. Um, but Jesus is using this as a symbol. Peter looked at Jesus and said, this is from verse 8, You'll never wash my dirty feet. Never. But Peter, Jesus said, you don't allow me, if you don't allow me to wash your feet, then you will not be able to share life with me. 
Once again, they don't quite understand that, but he's referring to this new inheritance of accepting salvation in Christ. So Peter said, Lord, in that case, don't just wash my feet, wash my hands and my head too. That's Peter getting all passionate and all in saying, well, if you have to wash my feet in order for me to share my life with you, Jesus, then wash my feet, wash my hands, wash my head, wash everything because I'm so desperate to be a part of what you're doing. Jesus said to him, you are already clean. You've been washed completely and you just need your feet to be cleansed. But that can't be said of all of you, for Jesus knew which one was about to betray him. Then in verse 12, after washing their feet, he put his robe on and returned to his place at the table. Do you understand what I just did? Jesus said, you've called me your teacher and Lord, and you're right, for that's who I am. So if I'm your teacher and Lord and have just washed your dirty feet, then you should follow the example that I've set for you and wash one another's dirty feet. Now do for each other what I have done for you. I speak to you timeless truth. A servant is not superior to his master and an apostle is never greater than the one who sent him. So now put into practice what I've done for you and you will experience a life of happiness enriched with untold blessings. I thought this was such a powerful passage of scripture because not only are the disciples unaware of what Jesus is actually symbolically showing him what he's about to do for them with the crucifixion, and paying for our sins and raising from the dead and offering us a new life and a new inheritance. He's doing this by washing their feet. And he displays two incredible aspects that we can apply to our lives today. And that he says here is a timeless truth. It will never go out of style. Is the first thing is humility. He's showing utter humility here. And they're actually shocked by it. And he's saying, you're our Lord. How are you washing our feet? And he's saying, well, I'm washing your dirty feet. So now I'm showing you that's an example of what you need to do for others. That humility of never placing someone above ourselves is a timeless truth that we can apply and need to remember every single day and in every single moment and conversation that we have is that intense humility. And the second aspect is servanthood. Jesus he was the ultimate explanation and example of what true servanthood looks like. To serve others, to place them above yourself, to love them more than you love yourself. To wash one another's dirty feet as he's done here. And you may have, I've attended some weddings, uh, you may have too where uh, we've seen that there's feet washing happening as a symbol and um, it's a very, very powerful symbol of washing someone's feet. And although we may in our life be physically washing people's feet at some point, I also believe that this is a symbol that doesn't necessarily mean we have to physically get down with a bowl of water and a towel and wash people's feet. But it's also about, a re about reminding, reminding others that they can remove the sandals of their old life they can wash their feet. They can have their feet absolutely cleansed and they can stand on top of and in a brand new inheritance for them. They don't have to live in defilement and walk around thinking that they're uh, bogged down by sin and unable to be free and, and having to walk around with this defilement, but that they can be set free that they can step into the fullness of life, the abundance of salvation that is available for us through Jesus Christ and stand on this brand new inheritance. 
maybe that's a reminder that you need today or someone in your life or that you can encourage someone with today to remind them that they are able to have their feet completely cleansed and to walk on brand new inheritance and brand new shoes of inheritance and complete freedom and abundance and salvation and everything that is waiting there for them in that absolute gift of Christ. Maybe we need that reminder today. Maybe someone in your life you can encourage with today to remind them. You don't physically have to maybe wash a colleague's feet, but reminding them that Jesus has died for their sins and they're able to walk freely with their head held high, free of this defilement that was once at the bottom of our feet. Maybe that's something that will set someone free today. And that humility and that servanthood if we can apply that to our lives and circumstances and every time we speak, we can encourage others by thinking of them ahead of ourselves, by loving them even more than ourselves, that will spread a love that is a timeless truth, as Jesus puts it in this passage, and that will demonstrate the same servanthood as he demonstrated here to his disciples. So I hope that I encouraged you this morning. Let's pray before we head on with our day. Lord God, we thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for the absolutely incredible example that you were, Jesus, here on earth for us, Lord God. Thank you for showing us how we need to treat people, the humility, the servant-heartedness, Lord God. I pray that today we will physically or metaphorically get an opportunity to wash someone's feet to help remind them, Lord God, that they are walking in your grace and your goodness, in your freedom, free from sin, Lord God, that they do not have to be bound by the shackles of sin or defilement or death, Lord God, but that they can walk in absolute light and freedom and grace by standing on the brand new inheritance of their washed feet. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are always there for us. Thank you, Lord God, that you are able to walk alongside each and every single one of us today in every interaction we have, wherever we go. May we walk in your peace and your light, showing humility and servanthood to everyone we come across. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me. I trust that that encouraged you. Have a lovely day further. Bye-bye.